From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Just days after two brothers were shot and killed in a standoff with police in Knox County, a 41-year-old woman was shot and killed by a deputy a few miles east of Mount Vernon, also in Knox County. ONN's Tino Ramos has more. This happened around 8.30 last night. Deputies got the call of a woman trying to break into a home located in a very rural area. When deputies arrived, they saw the woman entering into the house, surrounded the home and called to her several times to get her to come out. And that's when they say the woman broke out a window, pointed a shotgun at the deputies, and she began to fire. Now, we're told from the Knox County Sheriff's Department that a deputy fired a single shot back, hitting the woman. She was taken to the Knox Community Hospital, where she died of those gunshot wounds in Knox County. Tino Ramos. A college football player from Southwest Ohio is among three people killed in a car crash in Indiana early Sunday. ONN Steve Vaughn reports. Grief counselors were on hand at Lakota East High School Monday as students and staff remembered 2022 graduate Caleb Van Hooser, who was a freshman defensive back for the Indiana State Sycamores. The car he was in lost control and smashed into a tree near Terre Haute, Indiana, bursting into flames. Two of the five people in the car were pulled to safety, but three others, including Van Hooser, were pronounced dead at the scene. The school plans to honor his memory prior to their game Friday night. Steve Vaughn, ONN. Former Ohio State football defensive back Marcus Williamson, a Westerville native, is charged with kidnapping in Tennessee. ONN's Yolanda Harris reports. An affidavit says a woman told police Williamson kidnapped her, took her wallet, forced her to drive to an ATM and withdraw $500, then drove off with her vehicle. He was arrested the next day trying to throw items away at a car wash. We confirmed through public records and an affidavit that this is the same man who played for Ohio State for five seasons before graduating last year. Williamson is charged with two counts of aggravated robbery, aggravated kidnapping, and tampering with evidence. I'm Yolanda Harris. A total of 98 law enforcement agencies across the state joined forces for a weekend human trafficking investigation. Dubbed Operation Time's Up, the sting resulted in the arrests of 35 people who were allegedly seeking to buy sex and 21 people seeking to buy sex for minors, according to Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost. An update on the trial of two men accused of plotting to kidnap Michigan's governor. Here's ONN's Brittany Bailey. Two Michigan men have been convicted of conspiring to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer back in 2020. Now, prosecutors argued that Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr. were violent militia members. Defense attorneys said they were set up by the FBI. This is the second trial for the two. The jury in the first trial could not reach a verdict. Now, you may remember Croft and Fox attended a meeting of allies in Dublin here in our state back in July of 20. And that's where an informant recorded Croft saying, I might murder a cop. I'm Brittany Bailey. With Columbus City school teachers on strike, students will start the school year tomorrow through virtual learning with substitute teachers. Dina Seco is a parent who says her child won't be online for the first day of school. I'm not planning on crossing the virtual picket line. Certainly, if you have the ability to take that action, 
um, I, I would certainly encourage you to do that. Jennifer Adair is president of the Columbus City School Board. She says parents should not hold their kids out of the start of tomorrow's classes. It is extremely important that parents do understand what the consequences of that could be. Um, these are things that we are required to do under Ohio law. And so if students do not attend, uh, they will be marked absent. And with teachers on strike, Columbus schools extracurricular activities are off for now. Some Columbus student athletes say they support the strike but don't support losing their season. I agree with the strike. The only thing I do not like is the football. Uh, It's unfair. I think we should just still have our season. It really sucks because we won't be able to practice with our coaches or we can't practice with our teammates. Columbus City Schools says most coaches are teachers union members and therefore on the picket lines. So in the interest of student safety, athletic activities are canceled for now. As a new school year gets underway throughout Ohio, police will be on alert in school zones. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo has more with Toledo Police Sergeant Aaron Ritter. Expect officers to be out looking for speeders in the school zones this week. Most of the time it's, it's lack of attention. I don't know if it's they're on their phones or they're just not paying attention. They're focused on their drive to work. Uh, but that's I think that's the biggest thing is people need to stay focused on the road, on the route of travel. Now, if your child is walking or riding the school bus to school, make sure to review safety precautions to keep them safe in these areas. I'm Amanda Faye. The Ohio Supreme Court recently ruled that train companies cannot be fined and held liable for blocking crossings for long periods of time. ONN's Chase Bachman says that doesn't sit well with some people. Chrissy Vodnes lives directly next to the CSX rail yard. You know, there's been times when I'm 10 minutes away and it takes me an hour to get home. She says it isn't just an inconvenience, it's a safety issue. EMS or the police or firefighters, how are they supposed to get to me when they're 30 seconds away across the tracks, but knowing that those can stay all day long. Marvin Burns previously worked with the township. He says the pandemic has made it harder on the rail companies. They're short on staff, longer trains, inexperienced crews, but it's going to have to be addressed at a federal level. Chase Bachman, Lake Township. Hundreds of thousands of dollars were raised in Columbus last night at a dinner and auction put on by The Foundation, a collective nonprofit that pays Ohio State athletes to work with local charities. ONN's Dave James has more. It's all possible because of name, image, and likeness deals that players can now legally arrange. Athletes attended the event, as did OSU coaches Ryan Day and Chris Holtman. Day says Ohio State is a leader in rewarding players. It's great to see the support of so many people, and I think Ohio State's, you know, better positioned than almost any anywhere else in the country in terms of the city of Columbus, Buckeye Nation, and the brand that Ohio State offers. Dave James, I went in news. And big-time college hockey is coming to Cleveland. The Haslam Sports Group, Cleveland Browns, and Ohio State University announced yesterday First Energy Stadium will host a matchup between the Ohio State and Michigan men's hockey teams. The event, known as Face Off on the Lake, will take place on February 18th. Tickets go on sale next week. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.